It is the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. We did, and by we, I mean Kyle, found the Big Ten basketball tournament projection site. But that's not the lead. We've done it. That's not the lead. It's not, no. It's not. The lead is what I just did. You want to share? Yeah. All right. I purchased again today because I've worn through one, a nose and ear trimmer. And I and and listen, guys everywhere are going to be right there with me on this. For the last 24 hours, I've had a nose hair that has been tickling me to where I was about ready to – I was about ready to stick scissors up there. Man. So I went, got it, used it five – what, a minute ago. I am a new man. I am a new man. All I heard was buzzing coming out of the bathroom. <laughs> I, I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> so – I'm ready to go now for hour two. This wasn't even about Kenny Albert. Lon was just aggravated by a nose hair, and Kenny caught some strays about being a catfish who wears too tight of shirts. It's like I ate a Snickers. (laughs) (laughs) Here, Lon, eat this Snickers, and I come out a new man. All right, that's enough of that. All right. Boy, that feels good, though. Let's talk some tournament time with Illinois. Matt weighs in. I want to get to his – I can't yeah. tell how disappointed I feel if Illinois gets bounced in the first round of the Big Ten title. In the first round, the Big Ten title seems so small when we can't get out of the first round. All of the fan bases are having so much fun, and the talking heads are saying how overrated the Big Ten is. I believe it's yeah. tired legs if you play through the championship game. Okay. And that's fair. I mean, I, I everybody else is kind of doing it, right? I mean, if you if – you, if, you play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you wouldn't play again until what? Thursday or Friday? Thursday or Friday, yeah. I, I don't. I could. Yeah. I just think it depends on where you're at. Like the Big Ten tournament, I don't think means that much to Illinois this season. No. And I don't even mean like, you know, if they're going to play on Friday, I would hope they'd win that game, and then whatever happens Saturday's fine. Like, if they'd lose that game, that's fine. I don't think they would drop a seed in the NCAA tournament because you lost Saturday to, um, I don't know. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And I also don't think winning the Big Ten tournament would do that much for your seed. But I could be wrong. I mean, it all depends on what happens in these next few games going into it. But, again, if you're a team that's on the bubble – or you're wanting to draw, you're wanting to get out of the maybe a seven to a six seed like Illinois has been in the past, then all of a sudden the the conference tournament is pretty important. I think it just depends each year where your team is. It does, yeah, it definitely does. And you guys brought it up, and and Dan mentioned it on the U of I Atlanta Lake text line. He said it's important if you're looking for twenty wins, yeah. if you're trying to solidify yourself as a tournament team every year. There's a team or two going into the NCAA, going into the Big Ten tournament that needs a win or two right. to get in. Rutgers was that team last year. They didn't get it, so they missed the tournament. I remember Indiana and Michigan, I believe, was that two years ago, playing each other in the first round? Yes, because in the yeah. winter, I think, played Illinois. Yes. That being Indiana, who then beat Illinois. Mm-hmm, that's and right. And both squads kind of needed to win a game to get in. I think Michigan ended up getting in anyway. But, yeah, I mean, that, on that point, like Michigan loses on a Thursday, but they're what are they? Were they a twelve? Maybe not eleven seed. They win two games. They go to the Sweet Sixteen. And it's yeah. like oh yeah, they're talking good about Juwan That's on a right, year that was forgot. very disappointing. But they win two games. Lon insert Lon saying <laughs> two games. <laughs> two games in March. It's really not that difficult. It is do. so 
so important, though. Yeah. Like, it changes the narrative of how certain seasons looked at, of the pressure, of mm-hmm. the sense of accomplishment. Here's where I would ask you this. How often do you get a surprise team that was not going to be in the tournament that wins a conference tournament? Does it happen more than we think? I don't or, think so. I don't either. So, I from that angle, I could see how, you know, you, I mean, you can't, right? You can't just tell the teams that, I mean, give me a t- Iowa. Iowa's not bound for the NCAA tournament, but you can't go to them and say, hey, you're, we're just not, we're not having, we're only having the top four seeds play in the Big Ten tournament. Four teams, you're going to play, you're going to play Thursday and you're going to play Saturday. Big Ten championship of the tournament will be Saturday, Saturday because those four teams are the ones that deserve to be in it. It's almost like you've got so many teams now that what is the point of the 14th seed being in the Big Ten tournament? They're not – if they win one game, it's a cute story. They're not winning two. They're not winning at all. And they're not even with that one win getting it into the NCAA tournament. So it's almost like those games shouldn't even be played. Yeah. Does that make They're sense? They're usually pretty ugly games, although maybe, But it's all about money, right? It's money, for sure. It's all about money. Although I think if you're one of those teams, how many fans are you going to show up? Right. Are, are you going to have come to the Big Ten tournament, especially if you're not – like if you're, Indi- if you're in Indianapolis and Indiana's the yeah. 11th seed or whatever, mm-hmm. how many – well, there probably would be a decent amount of yeah, probably. fans, actually, uh, on that note. But it does feel like – most years, someone that plays on Wednesday wins at least two games. Yeah. And then maybe they go into that third game and they're tired and they don't win. Like, we've seen a handful of Penn State teams. Yes. There's Taylor a perfect, battle through the years. Yep. Had, a, had a time uh, and, and maybe was part of another Penn State squad that upset somebody and then maybe even pulled again. But runs out of gas. Illinois, of course, when they got all the yeah. way to the title game. Yep. And lost to, was that Devin Harris in Wisconsin? Or maybe it wasn't Devin well, Harris. No, that year they got, are you talking about Corey's year? They lost to Michigan State. Oh, I was talking about was but the, got Dimitri seven, in there. Yeah, yeah, th- that was Devin, I think, in Wisconsin. Who was the kid from Alondo Tucker? Was he Alondo on that Tucker. team, maybe? Yeah, no, you're right. But, yeah, yeah, you just don't, I don't know. Ohio State last year made a run. They gave Purdue a run. True. That you is know. true. You know what's funny? Uh, this two one seven. Pretty sure Oregon State had a losing record. Iowa's last year and won their conference tournament. The COVID year, there were like three teams that were terrible and won, and won, their, won tournament. their tournaments. I know Georgetown did it in the uh, Big East. Uh, well, maybe right, it happens. Right. Georgia I Tech, I think, did it. Okay. Uh, when has Georgia Tech ever made the tournament and they won it? So because I'm thinking of like you know that Illinois team with Bradford and those guys made that run, then lost on Sunday, still didn't make the tournament. I remember Luke Recker and Iowa making a run one time. And getting all the way to – I think they won the championship that year. I think they would have been in anyway, but, yeah, I don't know. The, it's, it's the John Beeline Michigan team, the team that beat Illinois in the practice uniforms, oh. they were an eight seed in the Big Ten tournament and won the Big Ten tournament that Holy, year. Holy – are they the highest seed to win one? It looks like yes. Or so, recently, seed, a Purdue was a one seed, Iowa was a five, Illinois was a two, Michigan State was a one, Michigan was a five, Michigan was an eight. Gee, Michigan State two, Wisconsin one, Michigan State three. And I was looking through how many of the teams that won the Big Ten tournament then actually went on a run in March. Wisconsin back in 2015, they were the one seed. They won the Big Ten tournament. Then they went to the national title game mm. and lost to Duke. That's one of the examples where it did work. I mentioned the th- 
the last three winners have all gotten bounced in the first weekend. Wow. So maybe it's not a it, – it, of course, is then becoming an excuse if you don't win it. Exactly. Or if you win it and then you lose early. Well, we were tired. Yeah. But that's a good call by the 217. Oregon State, they were 14-12. and 12 Wow. Going into the Pac-12 tournament. They won three straight games. Then they were a 12 <laughs> seed. They upset Tennessee. They beat Oklahoma State. They beat Loyola. Oh. And they were they were the team that was where Illinois absolutely should have been playing in the Elite Eight against Houston. Yeah. Chance to match up with Baylor in the Final Four. Mm. You know what Oregon State's done since then? The following year, they went 3-28. And, and they went 11-21. and 21, And now they're 11-15. and 15. Holy cow. Never okay. to be heard from again, probably. <laughs> and they've gone further than Illinois since 05. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you were a Loyola win away from or playing Oregon State to get to the Elite Eight. Oh, man. man. And Oregon State actually, I think, nah, I don't know. That's probably not right. I was going to say they matched up better with Loyola, but come on. You matched up with Loyola. With Loyola. Yeah. You had so much talent to be able to win that game, even if Loyola yes. was – doing certain things that took you out of stuff that you wanted to do. Loyola just capitalized every offensive possession. Like, it felt like – I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> what okay. am I doing? Let's talk about conference tournaments. Why am I going down I that? wanted to get Kyle's take. Are they overrated? Should we get rid of conference tournaments? Should you not win your conference tournament so that you're not tired for the NCAA tournament? What says hmm. – what say, what says Kyle Tosk? I love the conference tournaments. I think there's a uniqueness to them about how everybody just gets a fresh start and a chance to make the postseason, and hey, anything's possible for any of these teams. I, I think it's just kind of unique part no, of college basketball. Now, for a team like Illinois, who's been at the top of the conference, I completely agree that it depends on the season in terms of how much value you're placing in the conference tournament. Like that Io Kofi season, I desperately wanted to win that conference tournament because I felt like Illinois got robbed of the regular season. That's title. a great point. With, for, with Michigan. So I thought, and I'm sure the team would tell you they felt the same way. They yes. felt kind of slighted. They felt like, all right, we're going to go prove now that we were actually the Big Ten's best team this year and did that with the conference tournament. And that was also their first conference championship of any kind since 05, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah. So mm -hmm. and there's that one felt different as opposed to this year where, yes, the emphasis is on this team needs to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. If they happen to go win the Big Ten tournament, I'll be loving that. <laughs> right. But I'm not going to be like, that's not my main focus about this year's team. And I could say the same thing about the team after that year, the, the, the team that was a one seed. I felt the same way about it. They got upset by Indiana, and that was a tough loss, but it wasn't like this devastating, oh, what a huge missed opportunity. It just depends on the year. I, I'm sure Purdue feels the same exact way this year. Like, They'd love exactly. to win the Big Ten tournament again, but no, they want to yeah. go avenge that yeah. loss to the 16th. They got seed. nothing else to prove if they win the regular season. It means more probably to a team that like Northwestern or Nebraska, these other teams that are having these big years. Like if they went and won the yes. Big Ten tournament, yes. that'd be a highlight of their program's history. Mm -hmm. I, there is some. It is cool to win the Big Ten tournament, though. I can remember going up and watching when when Brian Cook senior year and they won it. And I, I just remember the excitement behind that of winning it. And it wasn't – but, you know, it may have been, Derek, to what you guys are kind of alluding to, 
back then Illinois was getting it done in the NCAA tournament. They weren't <clears throat> they weren't necessarily, you know, a one and out or two and out, you know, or well, one and out. <laughs> Can't win two. So I think because of that, you just you weren't worried then. You know, yep. all of your and that maybe it all boils down to that. I think, and you said that right off the bat. I think it boils down to we as Illinois fans are so worried about just winning in March in March Madness that we don't care what happens till then. Like there'd be some fans that are like, if you're going to tell me we're going to get to the Sweet 16, I don't care if we lose the rest of our games played out. I don't care if we drop all the way to an eight seed and make it to the Sweet 16. We've made it to the sweet. We've made it to the second round or the elite eight. Mm -hmm. Certainly there, you wouldn't care what you did the rest of the season, but I think that's what it is. I think it's just, well, then it also doesn't allow you to enjoy the wins maybe as much. It doesn't, it really doesn't. And it's, it's too bad too. You know, I've always told you, I'm a big fan of championships, whether it be a conference championship or a tournament championship I think that's fun, man. I mean, how fun would it be for Illinois to go win Friday against Minnesota? I don't know. Saturday against Wisconsin and then beat Purdue Sunday for the Big Ten Conference Championship. I think that would be awesome. I mean, we, we would all be loving it. But then all of a sudden you'd be like, well, doesn't matter if we don't do anything this next weekend. If we don't get two wins next weekend, what does it matter? Yeah. And the conference tournaments are for the fans, mostly. I agree. I, like we've talked about, it can bolster a team that's on the bubble. And But I just – it's the precursor to then the the main course, which is the actual NCAA right. tournament. You right. get all-day basketball the week before with the Big East in, in the Garden playing really from – what are they starting on oh Tuesday gosh. now because they know. have so many teams. And <laughs> you got the ACC going on, usually like in Greensboro and, and yep. Big Ten and, and whatnot. And just – basketball all from noon until mm. late at night and a bunch of games to watch and then if you go to the Big Ten tournament which I've been fortunate enough to go to a lot of them now they're fun just to be able to see all the the, the mixing of fan bases yes yes and, and that's what cool who the just kind of the the bystanders are maybe they're waiting for another game if you're an uh -huh. Illinois fan it's and it's Michigan and Iowa who are you rooting for because like the the Nobody. building ultimate no, right <laughs> that's probably a good a good answer but the like okay I probably should have said Michigan and Penn State yeah there you go you're and everybody oh, in the building Lions. if you're is behind Penn State <laughs> right. that's kind of fun and, and usually too you just get a chance to I know we're all Big Ten fanatics for the most part and we watch whatever games on in a given night or a lot of nights and you've seen people around the league but really to to get a full look at all the players in the Big Ten and, and whatnot Agreed. the the environments are very, very cool. After-hours environments are very cool, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, and then as I, can, I think about it, I would hate to see the Big Ten tournament go away, but it it does, for Illinois, come back to you, you just – it's it's about the what you do the, the following week. Yeah. And can you get out of that weekend and go to its week 16? I honestly think I like my idea now that I've thought about it. I wouldn't get rid of it, but I would, I would just put in the – Top eight teams or top four teams. Just if you're a top four team, then you're gonna you've got a chance to win the Big Ten conference the Big Ten tournament championship. Uh, then you're only playing two more games. You're not tiring yourself out. And one of the top four teams that are probably one of the best four anyway, right? Should be. They mm -hmm. finished top four, have a chance to win it. Let me ask you guys this. Should 
going forward when we go into super conference mode mm. for the Big Ten, and of course the SEC will experience this as well, you'll have an unbalanced schedule where there will not be nearly the same of who you faced versus maybe right. another team. Maybe a team got a huge break in the schedule, Wisconsin probably, <laughs> and, and they win the Big Ten in the standings. Or you have like four teams tie for first. You give Big Ten titles to everybody because you got for like 20 teams in the league eventually. You're going to have, what, 18 now? Mm-hmm. What I'm getting at is will we reach a point when the Super Conference, the, the conference tournament matters more than the regular season t- champion. The conference tournament champion – will matter more because you're all in the same building. You're all kind of under the same That's playing field versus if you're going to play a 20-game league schedule with 18 teams, you could skew this thing as you far as totally the, the picture goes for certain certain squads. Do you start having – do you start – okay, bear with me here. Our Big Ten fantasy – that's what I mean, bear with me. We made the rule years ago that – when it got down to the final game, which is actually the first game of the Big Ten tournament, one played two, three played four, five played six. Do you maybe, like in your Big Ten, can you work it into a Big Ten regular season to where you get down to the end and you look like, okay, Wisconsin, you've had the easiest schedule in the world, and this isn't fair that you finish with, you know, whatever, I the three worst teams. Minnesota. Yeah. That State. we are going to now shuffle the deck – to where you, as the front runner right now, have to play the number two team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. It's almost like when the NFL picks their games they want to show, but they don't change the schedule. They just pick the game and say, okay, we don't want to show that game because those two teams are bad, so we want to show these two teams that actually can make the playoffs. Because you're right, it's not going to be fair. There's going to be seasons where we as Illinois fans are going to scream with excitement, because we've looked ahead and we see what's on the schedule. And there's going to be years where it's like, this isn't fair. Like Michigan State didn't have to go to Purdue. They didn't have to go to Wisconsin. And they didn't have to go to UCLA. So how is that fair that we then had to go to all three of those places? I mean, that's all that's going to bring up. So to your point, I still think the regular season is important. More important than the conference tournament. Okay, Because it's over the longer Strict sample size. I've always felt that way, at least. But it's a fair point. That There again, you're just adding so many teams that I'd rather just downsize the conference tournaments. And they're not going to have all 18. They're going to do, no. what, 14 15, still? 15. 15, yeah. I mean, but there again, like you look at the Missouri Valley. Now, you tell me that conference, champ- that conference tournament isn't important. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything. They play an entire season – for nothing. Yep. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, if Indiana State would have not, you know what, the bed, they may have had a chance to get an at-large bid and then maybe two teams from the Valley go if somebody beats Indiana State in St. Louis. But that hasn't happened for a while now, since Wichita State left, since Creighton left. And so you sit there and look at it. Theoretically, I should care nothing about what SIU does the entire season. I, it doesn't matter until four days in March in St. Louis, or three days, four days. But obviously, play your entire bench, get your freshman yeah. a bunch of minutes. But you're playing obviously for seeding there. Yeah, you're trying to avoid course. certain teams early in the tournament and such. So I, I get it. And 
who's going to tell SI, SIU or Illinois State fans how cool it was to beat a top 25 team this last week? Yeah, of course. I mean, Illinois State went to Terre Haute and did it, and then Southern, down with the dog pound going crazy, they beat a, a, a ranked team, even though theoretically, you know, I just said theoretically twice. Once Indiana State lost to Illinois State, you know they were way out of the polls, right? But they were still ranked 23rd when they played SIU. Yeah. And that's something that those kids will remember forever, right? right. And it's, it's and, still and, a good Indiana I, State team, too. Absolutely. And I get it. It's all about money. You're not going to get rid of a regular season and not care about it. But th- those are the tournaments that I think it's kind of – I almost feel like it's unfair to those Valley teams because it's just – can it you imagine? Just here we go. You got – if you're the one seed in the Valley Tournament, you haven't done anything. Nothing. Most years. You've still got to go win three games against three good teams to, even, to make the tournament. Mm-hmm. And that's tough, man. But And that's why when they inevitably expand the tournament to 96, I want to see more of those mid-majors get in. I want to see higher bid leagues for the A-10, for the Missouri Valley, some of those other squads, not the – Seven and thirteen teams yes. in the Big Ten award the regular season winners of all these conferences, yeah, it's a good idea. and then if someone else goes and wins a tournament, then you could throw them in as well. That's a good idea. But a lot of people complain about that, Kyle, because then you're taking away the seventh best team from the Big Ten. Oh, I know, and, you're, and you're, that's exactly why I say it. You're taking away. I mean, this is a bad year for this because it, it, the Big Ten has like three good teams. But, like, you're taking away Minnesota after they just ran the gauntlet in the Big Ten and you're rewarding Drake, who played in the Missouri Valley, right? Yeah, I get that. But I'm with you. I I think if you win your regular season crown, you should be in. I I really do. I really think that. How dare we keep out Big Ten Coach of the Year, Ben Johnson, Mm. who went eighth in the Big Ten standings. (laughs) We're we're the – we're the what the world looks at, the Big Ten. They hate us. Yeah. Because every year we just, let me say it again, we crap the bed. Well, they've been flopping big time in the tournament. And so if you're from a smaller conference and you look what, like, I don't know, Richmond did, like you said, or was it Florida Atlantic to beat Purdue? And obvious, no, no, no. Fairly Dickinson. Fairly, yeah. So you're just sitting there going, okay, we see these examples every year, so why do you think two of our teams can't do better than the eighth place team in the Big Ten? I, I don't. I I came from that Missouri Valley, so I that argument will always be for me. I'll always say the regular season winner of the Valley should be in the tournament, and then if somebody else happens to win the uh, conference yeah, tournament, like great. I now, like that. You could also see where that'd be a little bit of a issue because if Indiana State already knew they were in then maybe they don't go for broke to You'll win the still conference have tournament. A bunch of desperate teams though around them in that conference right? tournament. But but in other words, if you, were the, you mean, if you were the committee, you're like, oh great, Indiana State's not even going to play their starters now. And now we're going to have to put two teams in. Yeah. From the Valley. And I know we can sit here and say, just like when I was talking about SAU, oh just play your bench, play your freshman. Uh-huh. Oh Indiana State played don't play anybody in the turn like teams no. never do that. No. And never the good news never there is would. they still have a week of rest when that Valley tournament ends, because it ends the weekend before the Big Ten tournament even starts. Mm-hmm. So I, I like this text on the U of I Lenelik text line, the 217. I honestly did not think that a Sweet 16 was a big deal as an Illinois fan from 2000 to, to 7. I would, it would feel big now. And you're right. 
you would just, feel big. You just kind of assumed that Illinois would be in a Sweet 16. Now it gives you and, – and I've always said that extra week from all sides, from a fan – knowing that you won Friday and Sunday and you got to the Sweet 16. Now you got a whole week to get excited about preparation for who you're playing. You're analyzing that next team. You're making plans with your buddies where you're going to watch the game. Like, there's so much excitement with that. And if you're a team that makes it, like Illinois, now you're being talked about for another week. Yep. And you're getting headlines and recruits see that. For sure. And, of course, players love it because it's just another game they get to play and a chance – and then once you get to that Sweet 16, you kind of reset your thoughts and say, okay, look, we're only a win against Oregon State. Well, you're halfway to the Final Four. Yeah, exactly. you got to win four to go to the Final Four, and you've already won two. Isn't it funny how the Final Four in basketball is considered such an achievement? And in any other sport, you got to win the championship. Although, I say that, like if you get to the College World Series and eight teams yeah, make it, yeah. that's a hell of a season. Programs brag about that forever, like getting oh, to the college football playoff, and not the, for and now you got the playoff. Bama or Ohio State, but right. for TCU, yeah, yeah, that's a big huge. deal. So maybe it's not, maybe it is in every other sport, I guess. But I don't know. It's I college get, specific, I think, because there's specific. so many different teams. Yeah, if you get to the final four, if you're in the four NBA, of you know, <laughs> three fifty-three Division One teams. It's more than four yeah. of thirty NBA teams. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And the Final Four should always yeah. carry a lot of weight. I mean, it's, I mean a, it's, a cool, it's a cool statement, the Final Four. I do think when you're – I know we got to catch a break. Sorry, Kyle. Uh, when you're a squad <laughs> or a, a franchise in particular isn't accustomed to winning, yes, that you can have a destination in the postseason that's not the championship that is satis- satisfactory that you will celebrate. Like getting to an NFC title game, even though we lost – the Bears lost to the Packers there, and exactly. it haunts me to this day. That was a really good season. Or the Cardinals getting to the World Series but maybe falling short. I would still say, you know, remember 2004, they got to the World Series, lost to Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. But, like, <laughs> I, I think that those th- those are, like, milestone markers that I, I've been really critical of the St. Louis Cardinals where I think you've accurately said, you know how hard it is to win a World Series? Like, oh. even really, really good, like, the Yankees have gone since what 2009 right. without winning a title, but I am I think it's fair to push back on the Cardinals saying why can't you get to the NLCS mm-hmm. two out of every five years right. or something like that right. if you're living up to your standards. So I, I could see that still applying to professionals, but of course we do amplify the the Super Bowl, the yeah. World Series to the max. For I mean, sure. what, what are we going on like? Just think of it from 1900. We're going on the 124th year of Major League Baseball, minus maybe a strike year or whatever. And the Cardinals have won 11 World Series, and we brag because we're the second most winningest mm-hmm. team in baseball. Yeah. 11 out of 124 times we've won a championship. I know. That is not a lot. It's not. But I would, I would follow that up by saying that team – should win more than one postseason series in a 10-year stretch. And you are correct about that. What's amazing is, and I'm not even, this isn't even a rip on you, Kyle, and I mean this. What's amazing is the Cubs have, what, four, t- three? Three World and Series. two of them were 120 years ago. Right. In, in 100, again, minus a uh, season where maybe they had war and such, but theoretically since 1900, 100 24 years, the Cubs have been the champion three times. 
I mean, that is crazy if you really put that into perspective. It's like, holy crap. Then you could be an Arizona Cardinals fan. And let me tell you how many times they've won a championship. <laughs> 1947 when they were the Chicago Cardinals. Mm. So take your three and be happy with it, Kyle. Ugh. I parade around that 1908 title every day. So. <laughs> well, you were back-to-back, 07-08, right? I think so. Yeah? You guys were dominant at the turn of the 19th. <laughs> Remember it well. I am remembering. I got to take a break, though. One away and you can, 217-359-2255 on the U of I Atlanta Link text line. We'll be back. This is The Drive. This is a familiar a sound in Illinois. Cold snap, grappling with heavy snowfall while bracing themselves for a significant winter storm. The snow will come, but you need to go to work, to school, to the store, to care for family. When the weather's rough, you need a vehicle that's tough. Sarah of Champaign wants to put you in an Outback, Forester, Crosstrek, or Ascent. There are so many reasons why a Subaru SUV is the best vehicle to drive during winter months. Standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, vehicle dynamics control, 8.7 inches of ground clearance, and available X mode for when the snow is extra deep. That adds up to performance and safety. Don't wait for the next storm warning. If you have to get where you're going, no matter the weather, see the huge selection and great deals at Sarah Subaru today, Route 45 in Savoy, or online at sarahsubaruchampagne.com. Accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, Partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. Think you have to settle for mediocre car insurance to save money? Think again. It's possible to get superior coverage and still save money with Erie Insurance. Customers who switched to Erie saved up to $951. It pays to compare. Switch and save with Erie. Your Erie agent in Champaign is Thomas and Eller's Insurance. Annual savings based on new customer survey to March 2022 who reported savings when switching auto insurance. Individual premiums and savings will vary. Welcome to Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. Hi, I'm looking for a refrigerator. When you buy from us, you get the whole store. Oh, yeah, well, I just need a refrigerator. Don't need the whole store. But you get it, the whole store. My kitchen is only about this big. You get me. Hello. All those delivery, installation, and service technicians in back. Wow, all those people? The Dick Van Dyke 510 year protection plan, which means in the unlikely event something goes wrong in the first five years, your repair cost is nothing. Nothing? 10 years parts coverage on the major components. Looks like I'm getting more than the refrigerator today. Um, how much does this whole store cost? Nothing. Come on. For real. We guarantee to beat any competitor's deal, all that other stuff we talked about, like our service tax. And your 510-year protection plan. All included. I'm Dennis Freakin, chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. And when we say you get the whole store, we mean the whole store. Wow. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. When you buy from us, you get the whole 
Illini fans, be sure to wear orange to support your fighting Illini basketball team ahead of the Orange Out game against Iowa Saturday, February 24th. Stop into one of Game Day Spirit's champagne locations and gear up with the best selection of fighting Illini merchandise in town. Shop their great selection of orange t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, and more in store at the corner of Neal and Kirby in Champaign and 6th and Green in Campus Town or online 24-7 at gamedayspirit.com. Game Day Spirit, where Illini fans shop. First Federal Savings Bank of Champaign-Urbana invested in our community since 1908. Before you buy your home in 2024, we invite you to speak with one of our experienced lenders, Jack, Jim, Kim, or Lane. Experience the convenience of working with a local lender with local service, decisions, and loan underwriting in our comfortable offices. Visit us to experience the exceptional friendly service from our knowledgeable staff. Hey, if you're not already banking with us, give us a try. We think you'll love it here. We do. 356bank.com, First Federal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS. Four three five one two zero. You have money laying all around your house. You just don't know it. And no, I don't mean selling your great-grandma's good china. I mean all the old metal items you don't want to use or get rid of. Don't pay someone to haul it away. Bring it into Max Twin City Recycling and get paid to have it taken off your hands. They love new customers and are more than willing to walk you through their process step-by-step. Step. Come check them out at 2808 North Lincoln Avenue in Urbana. It's no secret financial disputes can cause marriage frictions. Friction, I would hope, singular. Uh, with the following tips from the experts at Busey, you might just appreciate your financial differences and achieve your monetary goals together. Money habits reflect personal experience, including upbringing. All right, did you buy more beer? Discuss common values and financial goals, both short and long-term. Communication is key. Couples sometimes avoid discussing money because it leads to arguments. Some questions to get started. How about this? What does money represent to you? What are your short and long-term goals? What does your income and expenses look like? Are you comfortable with debt? Once you explore these topics, create a concrete budget or spending plan that reflects the two of you. Getting to the same page with your partner financially may take some work, but you can easily budget and track your progress with Busey. Access Money Manager through the Busey.com eBank and the mobile app or contact a Busey financial advisor for further advice. If you're really good at English, you'll notice I made a grammar mistake earlier, but I'm not correcting it now. Busey, member FDIC. Back on the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. To close out the show, you guys want to play a game of, like, react to headlines? Yeah. So I've been reading some on the interwebs and want to get your guys' thoughts on a variety of topics. One in particular has me a little bit fired up. Um, Perturbed? Let's, yeah. Let's get to that one, actually, first. <laughs> on ESPN.com. So, you've probably heard... That EA Sports is once again going to make a college football I did. game. My gonna boys come out sent this me that. summer. Yep. Uh, pretty amped up for that. Had to tell my wife that I needed a PS5. Yeah. You know, <laughs> How just, much are those nowadays? Oh, just $500. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. It wasn't an easy conversation, as you can imagine. 
but I bought it, so um, we're good. Oh, oh, so oh, so that, well, didn't I just read about Busey? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Couples it spoke to my heart. Um, <laughs> anyways, oh well, you, you know, you'll spend five hundred doing worse things. I told, I told, I'll, I'm gonna teach Cade. He's turning two. He needs to learn in a that. couple of months. He's yeah. gonna, he'll be using the PS5 before exactly. before we know it. Uh, anywho. So, a headline on ESPN is that EA Sports College Football 25 will include Notre Dame, as if that should have been a question. Uh, there is an article that says, one of the weird. biggest questions surrounding the EA Sports College Football game now has an answer. Notre Dame will be in the game. There was a will they or won't they back and forth of the school allowing its markings to be used in the game. It's been a discussion for two years since the video company announced it was going to restart the popular franchise. There's been a wondering about Notre Dame's stance on NIL and how it views this, yada, yada, yada. Why does Notre Dame always have to be this way? Because they think it's still 1978. That's exactly why. They, they became such a power with their own TV. I mean, you know, NBC was Notre Dame's. And they just they became so full of themselves that they still – even though they don't win at a high level anymore, yep. they still are so full of themselves that they think they are the greatest thing that's ever happened to college football especially. So they feel like everyone else is beneath them and they are the ones that, well, let us meet and decide on that. Can you imagine? imagine I just did an Albert Pujols. <laughs> Can you imagine having the... I mean, I did, right? Isn't that what he always said? Was that yeah, yachty. he'd always put like a, yeah. an NG on everything he said. <laughs> Can you imagine having the goal to think that you are the best thing going and you haven't won a national title since when? Lou Holtz in 1988. Wow, that's worse than the Big Ten winning an NCAA championship in basketball. It's true. That was 2000, and we rip on them all the time for not getting another one. I mean, that is ridiculous. There is, I mean. <laughs> they only had two. So, Lou Holtz, let's see. He won the championship in 88. They were 12-1 and one the following season, won the Orange Bowl. Then lost the Orange Bowl, won the Sugar Bowl, won the Cotton Bowl, won the Cotton Bowl. So, that, a nice little stretch. But from 94 through 2011. Right. They had two 10-win seasons. That's it. Two 10-win seasons, and I'm not doing the math very well, but uh, 94 through 11, that's almost 30 years. Well, I mean, so what other, what else right? is it? 20 years. Is it that they deem themselves a religious? I mean, BYU is like that, and they don't sit here and act high and mighty. I, I, j I don't know. I've, well, they're an independent, and so they they think that they don't want to join a conference because yep. they're bigger than that. They want to reap their own benefits of their own TV contract. Yeah, but just the idea that they were like on the fence: should we be in the game or not? Should the should they be blessed enough to put the the Fighting Irish Clover and the Dancing Leprechaun in their game? You know what? If they didn't want to be in the game, just say yeah, just, whatever. We're not going to be in the game. It would have probably taken me five months of playing it before I realized they weren't in the game. Yeah, right. Because if it's in the game, it's in the game. Ah, I love nice. That. What do well, you yeah, think? Well, yeah, because if you started a if you started a dynasty with Navy, you yeah. would have really been perturbed that Notre Dame wasn't on your schedule. It's gonna buy every eighth week, and you're like, why? Wait, oh, that was who they played. 
or Boston College. Yeah, because you know, they play the they play the gauntlet over there. Kyle, when were you South born? Bend. Oh four. Notre Dame has never won since you were born. So, right. what do you think of that? I mean, I've always been. How do you look at Notre Dame? I've always been annoyed with their not being in a conference. That's yeah. always bothered me. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't have a strong hatred for them, but that has always been like, yeah. come on. It used to be that I thought they were just they had their own brand, and they did for a long time. Let's let's be honest. I now think they don't join a conference because they know they can't win it. They don't want anything to do with Michigan and Ohio State. They don't want anything to do with those those teams. That's true. So they're like, well, if we join the Big Ten, we're admitting we're going to then show that we are not as good as those teams. We can stay where we're at and keep pretending we are. I like it. So that's kind of where it is. It does. You do wonder with the way things are going, and if there is going to, sometimes there are different perspectives on what could happen in college sports. Like, will the Big Ten and SEC actually break away from the yeah, NCAA? Will right. that actually happen? I don't know. But if there is that next big step in terms of evolution, would they? I don't. I don't think they'd ever get left out because they're such a big brand. Agree. It might be like the the ship is. So far, sailing away, but they'll throw out a little lifeboat to bring in Notre Dame if they need to. One of those conferences will because they'll want them, or yeah. the ACC if they're still around. People or would love to have Notre Dame of in course. every conference still. Of course. Chris, but do you think the Big Ten needs it now? Do you think they need Notre Dame now? They don't need them. No. But they would probably, oh, they'd in take terms them, of the TV contract. They would take them in a heartbeat, but they don't need They them. would add a huge... They could go to then NBC or CBS and yes. say, "We, you owe us now this much more money because yep. we have Notre Dame." Oh, again, I'm I'm not bashing Notre Dame completely. They're still a still a cool thing, and they still do their thing. But you're no longer needed. I mean, the Big Ten for a lot of years probably needed Notre Dame to join, but now they don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Andrew mentions, I still have to convince my wife to get the PS5. I dusted off the NCAA basketball 10. That Illini team was stacked in the game. Tisdale had Kofi's body. is unstoppable. Mike Davis is a beast. McCamey can steal a donut from a cop. (laughs) Man, that's a good line. McCamey could steal a a donut from a cop. And freshman DJ Richardson's lights out from three. Lost to Kansas in the natty. That's a good game, man. I, I really want to see an NCAA basketball game. I'd be on that constantly. Oh, Although I want st- 2K to make it rather than EA because 2K is pretty good with oh, are they basketball. Be- they're better with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris, Notre Dame would school the Big Ten. We sure? Mm. I don't know about the top of the Big Ten. Could they school Minnesota, Illinois, Purdue, Nebraska? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they play Michigan this year? Or Ohio um, State? And they played Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State beat them. At the very, very end. The, yeah, and then but Ohio State wasn't even our team that True. Won the Big Ten's team that won the national title. True. It does seem like Notre Dame's got a good amount of NIL money sure. flipping around for football. They got Riley Leonard, right? Duke quarterback. Like as soon as he hit the oh. portal, it's like, oh he he knew exactly where he was gonna go. I wonder what happened with that. <laughs> Kyler Kyler with the <laughs> that's the email uh, of the day or that's not an email what am I doing just understand what I mean 
Kyler says on the U of I Atlanta link <laughs> text line, I don't want any part of Notre Dame with Shrews. He said Shrewsbury. Yeah, yeah, typing. As the coach. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah. It's a good point. Good point. People hate the Cardinals way, don't they? I really support Maxwell's text. <laughs> what did he say? He said, Lon talking about Notre Dame makes me think that's how non-Cardinals fans talk about the uh, Cardinal way. i tell you what, that has enough. simmered, though, in the last 10 years, I think. Hasn't it? Even the Cardinals don't bring up the Cardinal way. Yeah, I think so. But still, there is kind of like... <laughs> there is, and we, you and Cardinals, I hate it. I hate how it's always like, well, the Cardinals have always done it this way. I'm yeah. Like, well, then why do we have to continue doing it exactly. that way? You and I are on record on this show of hating the card that that idea of the cardinal way i am so you know but i can see where <laughs> i can see kyle is a big fan of that i'm just ready for and, I, and by saying i'm ready i'm not for matt carpenter being an 0 for 20 <laughs> and then he pulls one down the line and gets to second base and he turns the dugout does the salsa and we're all isn't that cute nope we're immediately not. back on the carpenter train. It's not. <laughs> He's so good. All right. You want another headline? Let's go. Sports betting. This is from ESPN.com. Sports betting industry posts record $11 billion in revenue in 2023. It means the books win more than we do, unfortunately. I'm confident in saying that I added to that. Yeah. <laughs> I think most people do. <laughs> I think most people do. Not a lot. Not a lot. Right. But I added Just to it. Half, $5 parlays at a time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Half of the $11 billion. No, I'm just kidding. Remember when they used to give you like a, hey, if uh, if the Sixers score a point tonight, you win 50 bucks. Yeah, they used to throw you, bone, they did. Throw you a bone every once in they a while. They don't do that now, and they're making no. $11 billion in surplus. Mm-hmm. Must <sighs> be pretty good to be them. We need to start our own sports book, the Drive sports book. We'll take your bets. Let's go. But then we'll run into somebody that gets on a heater and we'll be broke. We, we'd be done. <laughs> and who's our enforcer? Kyle? Yeah. What if oh, somebody's to, to not, pay up? What if yeah, somebody's not it. paying? Are yeah. we sending Kyle we'll over? Need a, we'll need an app for that. <laughs> We're not going to go door to door, banging on your door. Like, you owe us 100 bucks. <laughs> oh, that's Was Nesky only struck out three, not four and a half? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, is this... Is this right with Chris? Imagine Notre Dame joining the Big Ten. They would get all top recruits if they joined the Big Ten. Think about it. Recruits would kill to play at Notre Dame and play against Michigan and Ohio State. Wouldn't those same recruits rather play for Michigan or Ohio State? Yeah, I don't see what the – Notre Dame already recruits at the top of the country. Yeah, they recruit really well. I mean, I'm not saying they would – I mean, there's going to be a lot of recruits that would rather play for Michigan. Right. I think joining the Big Ten could potentially you could if you're from a Notre Dame perspective argue that it might help them in recruiting. Sure, by playing on this big stage where you're gonna now that USC's in the league, although they play USC every year, Washington is obviously a. But I get the feeling Notre Dame doesn't think they need to do that to right. recruit at the top level. So right. I don't know why they would that would shift and take recruits away from Michigan or Ohio State who are getting a lot or. Or just the idea that you're playing against Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. The SEC is still the king of football, right? How dare you? Michigan won the title. (laughs) We did. That's true. We. We, yeah. You're on the Michigan bandwagon. All right, last one for you. Snell has an offer on the table from the Yankees. This is on MLB.com. 
And I'll do this one. We'll lead right into Kyle's update on Cody Bellinger. Yeah, perfect. But uh, it's been reported by MLB.com that there is a offer on the table from the Yankees to Blake Snell, of course, his agent is Scott Boris. It's also been noted that the Angels and the Giants remain as possibilities for the free agent lefty. Earlier in the offseason, there was a report that the Yankees put on the table five years, $150 million for Blake Snell. That was before they signed Marcus Stroman. An interesting part with the Yankees is where they are in the luxury tax is that any addition above this threshold, so anything that they give Blake Snell, they'll have to then pay 110% of that in luxury tax. So oh, they, wow. They sign him, let's say, for $20 million a year. Okay. Then they'd have to add in another $22 million. So you'd be Ooh. paying $42 million. Of course, he's going to go for more than $20 million a year. Right, right. But – Wow. Let's, let's call it 30 because this was five years, $150 million. You're paying essentially $63 million mm. for a year of Blake Snell as far as that, that conversion works. That's interesting. Now, I, I, I assume they would not look at it like Right, that. yeah, it's the Yankees. They would be like, well, hold on a second. We're also paying this guy this much and this guy this much. And it's the Yankees. They're not going to worry about that. Yeah. Although they did, they have said in the past that they try to stay under that luxury tax i mean that that it, there for a while they paid a lot of money to it i think they're at like 270 or 80 million what are the dodgers they're up there too weren't they at like 360 last year and that was without shohei although he's only making like forty eight thousand. <laughs> Why? while i effort this kyle tosk with your update on cody bellinger dun 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 the update is there is no update. Oh, the Cubs have not signed boo, anybody. Boo, that's kind of boring. Actually, kind of is slightly an update in that Tom Rickett said they haven't even started negotiating with them because they're so far apart. Oh, so, wow. Okay. That's the update. That's we'll kinda, see we that was something. kind of assumed. We learned something there. Spot Track says the Yankees currently have $290 million in payroll this year. Second would be the Mets at 283. The Astros at 237 would be next. Then the Phillies. Where the heck are the Dodgers? Yeah, the Dodgers are down at eighth. No, no Two oh nine. Is it because of the, the deferred money? It must be. It must be. I swear be. last year they were at I, – well, maybe they – I don't know. I swear last year they had the highest payroll. This is going to make you sad where the Cardinals are. Oh, probably – The Dodgers last year at $240 million. Oh, well, maybe. I must have misread the something The Mets spent $343 uh, yeah. oh, million. That might be who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. The Cardinals are currently projected at $162 million. Okay. So just $130 million behind the Yankees. <laughs> Which is pretty much normal. The Cubs at $187 million and still looking to spend with Bellinger. Yes. Though far, far apart, according to far apart. Kyle's belly update. Bellinger update. Not yeah, belly. no, they call him belly. Kyle's belly update would be that it's still thin. <laughs> He's still yeah, in shape. That's the update. That, that's <laughs> All, All right. right, boys. I'm ready to talk basketball tomorrow. We will. We will break down Illinois against Penn State. See no clarity, man. That's yeah, huge. That's nice break for Illinois. They are playing at the rec. Yeah. The rec center or yep. the rec arena, whatever Something. you want to call it. Rec hall. Rec, rec hall. hall. Thank seats you. Like, it's not the rec center. Seats, I, I saw Craig Schott threw out a good tweet about that, but it would be like playing at Huff Hall. Yeah. So, that's where their volleyball team plays, yep. their gymnastics. Yeah. 
And I remember when they played at the, is it called the Palestra? Yes. Earlier this year, they announced that, that, that I don't know if they announced it, it was probably already announced, but they said, don't forget, they'll be playing Illinois at Rec Hall. So I was like, oh, well, that'd be interesting. I think it seats like six or th- 7,000 people. So you might see a fan? I think so. Because there's too many games I watch Penn State, I don't even see a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are they there at all? They're behind the curtains <laughs> up in the <laughs> upper deck. <laughs> All right, good stuff, guys. Great stuff. Appreciate everybody listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Talk some Illinois and Penn State. Until then, this is The Draft. Hi, I'm Tyler Weaver, president of Carpet Weaver's Flooring and Furniture Gallery. Take a look around your home. Is it finally ready for some much-needed updates? If you don't know where to start, then just meet with one of our experts. We'll help you find the perfect waterproof plank floor for your kitchen or that stain-resistant, super-soft carpet for your bedroom. Finish your room update with a custom sofa and chairs or choose a trendy in-stock dining set that's priced right. Come home to Carpet Weavers, where floors, furniture, and family meet. Are you tired of shivering in the winter? Look no further than your local heroes at ABC Heating and Air Conditioning. Hi, this is Gina inviting you to give us a call at 217-352-5400 to book your appointment to make sure your furnace is run safely and efficiently this winter. We've been proudly locally owned and operated and have been serving our community for over 50 years. ABC, always be comfortable. Call me, 217-352-5400 to book your appointment today or go to abcheatingandac.com. This is XYZ Insurance. How can I help? I have a question about my home policy. Okay, question about phone policy. (sighs) Home policy. Okay, gnome policy. H-O-M-E, home. Technology is great, but sometimes it's better to talk with a real person. With Erie Insurance, you have a caring, independent agent who's